We're all aging. It's happening whether you like it or not. But have you noticed that generally people don't like to talk about aging? Aging seems to be a taboo topic, and I'm not quite sure why. I figure that if we can talk about it, then we can plan for the inevitable situations that occur with aging, and ultimately, that can make things better. Welcome to Don't Ever Get Old, a podcast about all things related to aging, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but with more emphasis on the good. My name is Tom, and I'm an occupational therapist with a special interest in aging. Come and join the conversation. In this first episode, I had the pleasure of chatting with Heather Geel. Heather and I had not actually met in person prior to doing this recording, so essentially we were complete strangers. However, Heather turned out to be the perfect person to have as a guest to launch this podcast, as she had so many interesting perspectives and personal stories to share about ageing. In this episode, Heather provides some insights into being part of the baby boomer generation, developing an exit strategy from life, and she has some interesting thoughts on actions older adults can take. At the end, she contributes a couple of priceless gems into the treasure trove of ageing, which is a metaphorical repository for excellent ageing-related resources. I hope you enjoy listening to Heather as much as I enjoyed chatting with her. I started off by asking Heather why she volunteered to talk to me about this topic. Well, for one thing, I'm old. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, hit the, uh, I've hit the magic number of 65 and passed it a while back, and, uh, which means free ferry for anybody Ooh. who's on the Sunshine yes. Coast, uh, Monday to Thursday, yeah. and all those wonderful uh, seniors' benefits. Yeah. But um, uh, I've also, uh, I, I was interested because you are broadcasting out of North Vancouver, which is where I was born and brought up. Okay. And uh, you're also because it has to do with aging. And for some time, uh, I have been producing a newsletter uh, called Coast Seniors mm. uh, on the Sunshine Coast, which, uh, of course, with COVID, everything went on hiatus. Mm-hmm. But uh, we still have the website, and we, which is currently under cons- reconstruction, yep. and um, it's uh, just I've been interested because my entire generation of baby boomers are within the next six years. We're all going to be over sixty-five. Yeah. Okay. And it's an interesting demographic. It really is because yeah. uh, first of all, we've been on, at the forefront of so much. Yes. And. We've been the beneficiaries of the uh, health programs of the BC government mm-hmm. uh, because I guess the uh, Medicare came in about the time that we were just in our just entering our teens okay. or in our childhood, yeah. and so we have been the healthiest, mm-hmm. best educated, um, probably the wealthiest mm-hmm. generation. Um, and had so many benefits and advantages over the years that uh, we're entering uh, our senior years now, our golden years, yeah. with a lot of advantages that yeah. a lot of people don't think about. But uh, that still means that we are still having to look at the end of life yeah. and be have an exit strategy. Yeah. And a lot of people don't think about that either. Yeah. And I know that that is one of the things that you are particularly yeah. interested in. Yeah. And many of the folks on the Sunshine Coast, uh, we're <laughs> demographically, uh, we're one of the oldest communities mm-hmm. uh, yeah. by average age in Canada. Yeah. 
Um, I think Pollock and Beach has us beat. Oh, really? But, yeah. <laughs> but we're trying. We're yeah, trying. Yeah, yeah. Get older quicker. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot <laughs> of people are, are yeah, yeah, a lot of people are cashing in, cashing out yeah. uh, on the, on the, uh, with their homes down here and moving up to yeah. the Sunshine Coast or even further up to Powell River, which is where I'm living now. And uh, so they're, they're, they're living a good life. Yeah. Yeah. They're living a good life, but the, you still have to prepare for the end of it because we nobody gets out of this business alive, like they say. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Heather went on to talk about a newsletter she produces called coastseniors.ca. The website's not working at the moment, but you can find it on Facebook. We have information there because so many of our seniors are living into a vigorous old age, so mm-hmm. they're not interested in in knitting patterns. Uh, they're well, Maybe some, some are. Some, <laughs> well, but that's an adjunct to what they do. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, we all remember what our parents were like, right? Yeah. Um, my mom spent uh, a lot of her time just sitting and knitting and crocheting, but she just sat. She right. didn't, She, you know, she, she hit, she, she started being old when she was 40. She figured, I'm old, I'm too old for that. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, I never want to be like that. Yeah. She had me later in life, so uh, I just, I didn't want to be like that. Most of the people in my age group don't want to be like no. that. They've, you know, that yes, they might knit, yes, they might quilt, yeah. but they're also volunteering in at the area food banks, or they're uh, they're driving uh, they're driving for the Telus ambassadors, yeah. or or doing other things in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're involved in local government. Yeah. They're involved in so many things that basically are keeping our society going. Yeah. Uh, with volunteer assistance, and um, so so uh, really, the information that I've been posting there is information on on things that people are should are or should be interested yeah, yeah, in, yeah. not just in oh my goodness my bones ache, mm-hmm. uh, but which my, they do, um, but uh, information on the elder dog program. Mm-hmm. Uh, or information on various different activities that are available to seniors, that, uh, travel opportunities, mm-hmm. because a lot of people are out there on the, tr- well, before COVID and now ba- afterwards, they're still cruising, yeah. they're still traveling, yeah. uh, and more power to them if they can do it. Yeah, yeah. Do you think um, the way you kind of, you talked about your, your mom and uh, sort of a more sort of sedentary sort of way of being, and, and you sort of made a comment about her, um, being old when she was 40, do you, do you feel like being old is a decision or a decision you can choose sort of not to take or to take? It's definitely a state of mind. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, we all know people or we should all know people who are well into their 80s or 90s yeah. and they are with it, yeah. right? They are still doing crossword puzzles. They're mm-hmm. still playing bridge. In fact, uh, one of the ladies in, uh, I belong to the St. Bartholomew's Church in Gibsons, mm-hmm. and one of the ladies in our congregation just celebrated her 102nd birthday, mm-hmm. and she still is out there playing bridge and winning <laughs> and beating. Most the, importantly. <laughs> and, yeah, and I mean, you want to be yeah. her partner because yeah. she's going to beat the pants off of yeah, that other yeah. couple, yeah. you know. Um and and she doesn't think of herself as old. Yeah. My role models are these women in their 80s and their 90s and their century that are out there still doing. Mm-hmm. They might have physical limitations, mm-hmm. as we do get, because our minds are our minds are what keeps us going. Mm-hmm. The body is just sort of this shell around it. Mm-hmm. 
uh, as we get older. Mm. And uh, and I know that the younger folks, while well, they focus on their bodies, yeah. not on their minds. Yeah. And perhaps uh, perhaps we should reverse that, yeah. right? Yeah. When you say she doesn't think of her doesn't think of herself as old, is she in denial? No, 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 no. I mean, she she knows exactly how old she is, and she celebrates it. Mm-hmm. But uh, and the same with all the other ones that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they don't still, um, they they're not still active, mm-hmm. and they're not still current. They're still paying attention to what's going on in the world. They haven't uh, sat back and said, you know, I'm not interested in that anymore. Oh no. Uh, as I said, my mom was too old to do anything mm-hmm. uh, once she was once she hit 40. She wasn't going to go to any of my school events. Mm-hmm. She wasn't going to go uh, out to dinner in the evenings or anything like that. Um, and, and it was all just too much trouble. Mm-hmm. And I think that you still have to take trouble with yourself, yeah. you know. Keep yourself moving. Keep yourself mm-hmm. mentally moving. Sometimes phys- uh, physical things get in the way, mm-hmm. and we can't. Mm-hmm for whatever reason, physically keep moving. But mentally, yeah, that's where that's where you have to be forcing yourself sometimes, perhaps. It's often said that time speeds up as you get older. So I asked Heather if she felt that time was speeding up, slowing down, or felt about the same as it always did. It's, it's, it's gathering, it, uh, as they say, once you're over the hill, you're gathering speed as you head down. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. Uh, time is collapsing mm-hmm. and it's going so quickly. And you keep thinking you got lots of time, lots mm-hmm. of time. You don't. Yeah. And so you have to make all those decisions and do those things mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, we should never, any of us, think that we've got infinite time. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, you know, to think. When you're when you are 35, mm. uh, to think that you might not be here tomorrow. Yeah. John Candy wasn't. No. Right. He he was 35 when he passed, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, uh, and so it, it, you know, 35 years later, I'm still thinking he left behind so much not done. Mm-hmm. So do I want to leave behind stuff not done and words not said yeah. and apologies not given? Yeah you got to think about it. <laughs> Can we do anything about that sense of time passing quickly? Should we do anything about it? Um, the only thing that we should do is make sure that we've got our exit strategy in place, mm. I think. Um, and that is uh, uh, the one thing that we can do for our kids and for the people that we leave behind, because we mm. will be leaving people behind. Mm. They, You can't take it with you and you can't take them with you when you go. Mm. So, I mean, it's it's responsible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not fun and it's not pleasant, but it's responsible to make sure that you've got your last wishes set down, what you want done. Mm-hmm. If you have to be on life support, do you want to be on life support? Does anybody want to be on life support? Um, you know, uh, uh, do, uh, are you planning on having a ceremony mm-hmm. after you're gone for the people, for closure, for the people that are left behind? Um if so, what do you want done? Yeah. Um, do you have an exit strategy? Obviously, it's a personal thing. I don't want you to tell me what your exit strategy is, but do you? One of the things that I've done that I've learned because so many people have gone on before me and I've been left holding their bag and all their baggage mm-hmm. uh, is to start clearing out stuff. Mm-hmm. Going through the photographs is a biggie mm-hmm. because people... Uh, 
friend of mine, her mom has just gone into care, and she's got this great big bin full of old photographs. And what are you going to do with them? Mm-hmm. And the slides. Probably the hardest thing to part with, right? She's going to take them all up to the dump because mm-hmm. when she goes, there's no younger generation after her. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to want these photographs. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to realize is that who's going to want this stuff when yeah. you're done with it? Yeah. When when you're done, mm-hmm. right? And, and are they of any value anymore? But maybe photographs in terms of people being able to sort of see pictures in the past and, you know, the family, family trees and that sort of thing. But I'm thinking my mom at the moment... Unfortunately, we're having to uh, get rid of, of her antique furniture and uh, we, you know, we're getting it appraised to sort of see if we can sort of sell it on. It's beautiful, beautiful stuff, but people just don't want this stuff anymore. So a large sort of oak table that you think would be, you know, worth hundreds or thousands is just worth hardly anything because nobody wants it anymore. You know, no one has big houses that they can fit it in so much anymore. They just kind of want the Ikea. You know, and they don't. Keep it clean, yeah. keep it simple. Yeah. People don't entertain the way they used to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so you know the 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 uh, crystal and the and the sterling silver nobody wants to polish that stuff, uh, or, or the uh, or, or the good china yeah. or whatever. Uh, when I was first married, everybody had the good china and the everyday china and the good silver and the everyday silver, <laughs> and 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 now I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm thinking, well, who wants? Yeah. Who's going to want? A place setting for twelve of yeah. uh, of Royal Albert yeah. Old Country Roses, and, right? The good china ever get used? Because in my family, we had this, we had the, the good stuff that barely ever got used. And if, if as a kid, I ever wanted to use the good stuff, I go, no, no, don't use that, don't use that. Far too valuable for you to use as a kid. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I know that. Uh, um, my mom, of course, had all that bone china. My yeah. dad loved the stuff. Yeah. He loved fine china. Yeah. He loved uh, he, uh, the weight of good goods cutlery. And so for dinner, we always used the good cutlery, but we didn't necessarily always use the good china. Yeah. Uh, but we, and my mom, my dad used to have the, uh, there used to be a ferry that went across between the foot of Lonsdale and the foot of uh, Columbia Street, mm-hmm. a car ferry. And they had a coffee bar on that ferry. And my dad ran that coffee bar until the ferry was went out of service when the Second Earl's Bridge was put in. Yeah. So um, when the f- coffee bar went out of service, mm-hmm. all the old coffee bar cups and saucers mm-hmm. and plates came to the house and mm-hmm. they were being used. You don't want to waste that stuff, right? Yeah. These were Depression-era people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, so here was this, and you cannot break that stuff, no, right? Oh, it's like <laughs> those great, big, thick, heavy cups. And oh, I think you, 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 you'd be in trouble if you did break them. <laughs> well, you really. You cannot break them. <laughs> you, you, yeah. I mean, they were solid. They so so my mom would put these cups out for, uh, you know, for, for yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. And finally, my dad got mad at her, and he, mm. he says to her, he says, Look at these horrible cups, he says. I can hardly get my mouth around them. He says, you've got a whole cupboard full of beautiful bone china cups, and we never use them. And so finally she said, so she would get them out for afternoon tea and for dinner. And uh, and I had my own particular favorite cup and saucer and, and so on. But again, these were the one, mismatched ones, right? You, you didn't, you had special cups. Mm-hmm. And nobody does that anymore. No. And uh, and uh, as I say, I've got I've got a lot of old country roses, bone china. Yeah. So that's what you're doing at the moment. Is you're going through things. Is it an enjoyable process? Is it 
is it obviously nostalgic, but does it make you sad at times? Is it an emotional roller coaster going through the stuff, or is it? Are you more pragmatic about it? Well, I am, but thousands wouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I look at the stuff and I think, well. That's kind of I remember this when this picture was taken, mm-hmm. or whatever. But uh, uh, going through other people's stuff, mm-hmm. you tend to be a lot more cold-blooded about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when my uh, when my father-in-law passed, we inherited all the photo albums and all the slides. So uh, I sympathize with my friend whose mom has willed her this bin full of stuff, and I was going through the slides, and for some reason. Every time they went on a trip, they took a picture of their car at the side of the road. Now, this was not a really picturesque spot. This was just a road mm-hmm. anywhere yeah. with trees mm-hmm. and a car parked there. Uh, there were hundreds of pictures <laughs> yeah. of a car parked yeah. at the side of the road. Why? <laughs> you know, you just think, yeah. well, that picture goes in the bin, yeah. you know. And it's unfortunate, right? But there is now, mind you, within all of these pictures, there are some that are of archival interest, and uh, people would be wise to go through and have a look and see what there is there that would be of uh, appeal to the museum or um, or archives mm-hmm. in their area. There must be so much out there that if you just took a little bit of everyone's most sort of precious things and most unique things, it would create a fascinating display, wouldn't it? It, it yeah. is, and and I know like uh, uh, in Vancouver, uh, well, on on Facebook there are all these groups that uh, uh, Vancouver then and now, Sunshine Coast then and now, uh, whatever, and uh, and they they post pictures of what the city was like in the 1920s or or whatever, and. Uh, uh, kids standing around, around um, all the pictures of people mm-hmm. walking down the street in Vancouver. And you think, yeah, I remember when I was doing that or yeah. at that time. Or you just look at it and you think, look at Vancouver. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's not a high rise in sight yeah. other than these four buildings. Yeah, good to see. <laughs> I want to bring you back to the idea of uh, exit strategy because you mm-hmm. mentioned it a couple of times. I, I mm-hmm. do like that term. When I think of exit strategy, um, and, and I hadn't thought about it, but I do think about it more now, and I think it's very important that people do think about it at any age, because as you know, we, we don't know when our exit is, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm also a big fan of metaphors, so I think of uh, that uh, road that goes down to the ferry at Langdale, that mm-hmm. sort of really long road, that hill that you barrel yep. down because you're late to get the ferry, you know, people kind of speed down that hill. And it has those uh, the sort of the exit runoff lanes for right. the big trucks. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think of a metaphor of the exit strategy as is, is this big hill with lots of runoff lanes that at any point you can kind of careen off the road and sort of get buffered in some way. So that's sort of how I think <laughs> of exit strategies. Um, tell me more about this kind of exit strategy. You said that people should have them. Um, when should you start thinking about them? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. You, th- this is something that uh, that everybody should have in place. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people don't have wills. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one thing that a lot of people never think about, and that is where have they written down their passwords? Mm-hmm. Because when you go, mm-hmm. most of us have a fairly substantial and robust online presence, whether we realize it or not. Uh, we're, we're, if we're on Facebook, mm-hmm. if we're on in, uh, Twitter, 
uh, if we've got email, if we've got banking mm-hmm. that we do online, which a lot of people do now that we've uh, gone through COVID, a lot of our bills are paid online. Can people get into your computer? Yeah. Can people uh, turn off your, mm-hmm. your, your online presence for you? Because if you're caught short, as some of us are lucky enough to do, someday God comes and just turns off a switch and, hey, you're gone. Yeah. Um, and you don't have a long lingering death, mm-hmm. but somebody else is going to have to come and turn off all the other switches yeah. that you've left turned on. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have to be able to access your accounts. Yeah. And so have you got it all written down somewhere mm-hmm. where that can be found? And uh, and I know I have I have that and I update it on a regular basis when I change the passwords if I remember, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it's and it's in a place where everything else is kept, yeah. uh, in in a little address book or whatever, um, written down, not digitally, you yeah, know, true. with a pen yeah. and paper. <laughs> true. <laughs> my dad he he's passed away a few years ago, but he would have been sort of in his later eighties now. And I think he was a little ahead of the game when it came to sort of that type of thing and, and thinking. Um, so in terms of passwords, he had it all written down as about you know, um, two pages worth of all of his passwords. And that, you know, that was a few years ago. Mm. Um, and he kept it on him all the time. Like He literally kept it on him in his front pocket all the time for security. Because wow. <laughs> like, where do you leave this important information? But unfortunately, because uh, it, it was on him all the time and it was sort of folded up almost like a postage stamp small into his front mm. pocket, Unfortunately, when I did discover this uh, piece of paper much later, it was almost like a sort of uh, historical relic. It sort of <laughs> almost crumbled as I un, un, un sort of folded it. So he, he, good thinking in some ways, but maybe. Yeah. I have actually seen um, there's a book that you can buy um, probably almost anywhere now, but it's sort of something which you're talking about, the like kind of plans and passwords and that sort of thing. Um, and it really sort of pulled all of these things together in terms of you know maybe wishes and passwords and practical stuff emotional stuff um those sorts of have you come across anything like that i have not um there uh but it's a wonderful idea Mm -hmm. it certainly is a great concept and and uh but but most people could just write it all down and and i know the google Google. thing just do it but people don't no, I'm they right. don't. And and Google will save all your passwords for you. Yeah. But first of all, you have to be able to get into the computer. Yeah. And I know that uh, a friend's husband passed recently, yeah. and uh, unfortunately, everything went to his computer, not mm. to her laptop. Right. And she did, didn't see any reason why yeah. she needed to until he wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And it was very sudden for him as well yeah. to suddenly, you know, for him to not be there. Yeah. And... And so she was at a loss of mm-hmm. how to shut everything down, mm-hmm. and uh, and a lot of places, of course, they they won't do anything for you without a death certificate. So if somebody passes, make sure you get lots. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but but it's uh, th- these are all things that you sort of have to have it written down a, yeah. someplace for somebody who's coming along afterwards. And, uh, and I have a folder in my desk at home called Exit Strategy. <laughs> and, and I've uh, mentioned to my kids who have all yeah. forgotten about it entirely, I'm sure, um, that it's there yeah. with the information that they're going to need. Uh, a lot of people um, who are thinking ahead mm. 
already have their funerals, especially people who are members of a church, mm. will have met with their pastor mm-hmm. or their uh, priest or whoever um, to discuss mm-hmm. their final arrangements, yeah. what they expect and so on, and what hymns they would want so- yeah. uh, sung and what readings they would mm-hmm. want um, and so on, and who would they, w- they yeah. would like to have officiate yeah. if that's... So it sounds like... Yeah, the people you know are being quite proactive around that. Would you say that's the majority of people who have this exit strategy? Nope. No. Okay. Nope. Nope. Why, why don't Why don't people? And this is something I've just been grappling with such a long time. Like, aging and dying is so inevitable, and there's that whole sort of thing about the inevitability of death and, and taxes and all that sort of thing. But why don't we plan for it? Well, we talked about that earlier, where uh, the denial, yeah. and everybody thinks they got lots of time. Lots of time, right? And uh, yeah, the time and, is speeding up. <laughs> and the time is speeding up, and we all think that we're 35, yeah. right? And we feel 35 yeah. upstairs, so yeah. therefore we must be 35. Mm. And we got lots of time, lots of time. Yeah. But but we really don't. And there are resources out there. Mm. And uh, and once you've done it, mm. it's done, right? You don't is have it a to relief? go. Does it, is it? I would think that it not. <laughs> a, I don't know if it's a relief yeah. exactly. It's just one of those things, right? You know, you defrost the fridge or or or, <laughs> yeah, or, or yeah. clean the You've oven. Been putting it off for so long. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and yeah, and the longer you put off cleaning the oven, yeah. the worse the oh. gunk builds up on your on your racks, right? And and so the longer you put off doing this, <laughs> the worse it builds yeah. up, and and the less you have yeah. upstairs to deal with it. Yes. Right, that's the, huge, right? Because it is—it's emotional. It takes a lot of emotional energy, I imagine. It does, and and don't count on yeah. your kids to help you no. because they don't want to look at that. No. They don't want to look at the uh, at the reality of a future without you in it. Yeah. In often get yeah. oftentimes, yeah. but there are people out there who will got, walk you through it. Yeah. Um, uh, once again, if yeah. you are with a uh, a religious organization, there are people. If you're with a seniors group. Uh, there are lots of uh, people with the seniors uh, clubs and so on. Um, if you're a, a, a veteran, mm-hmm. uh, certainly with the Legion, there are resources there. There's lots of stuff online, lots and yeah. lots of stuff online for you to, to help you there along the way. There is lots of stuff. And, uh, yeah. What would you say to someone who is quite sort of resistant? They think they've got lots of time. Um, wh- how, how can someone's state of mind change from... I can do this in the future to, okay, I'll just get it done. Like, what, what are those first steps in sort of change and transitioning to being able to do that? I don't think that it's possible to change somebody's mind that way, especially, especially when they're older. Mm-hmm. Um, people, they, you know how they say you're set in your ways? Mm-hmm. Well, by that time, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at my kids who are, my oldest boy now is pushing 50, and I'm thinking, you're not going to change, are you? <laughs> You, you know, so and, when's a good time? Then when do you start? Uh, Any time is a good time to start, yeah. really. You know, and you can always update it down the mm-hmm. road if if you if you, you know, you you, you might be a, a a devout whatever yeah. uh, today and yeah. uh, change your faith tomorrow, okay. and and th- so then you would want to change things mm-hmm. in that way. Uh, you you might be um, I don't know what. Um, you might be all in favor of uh, uh, of a uh, of a 
traditional Viking funeral, uh, right? With 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 a flaming boat Absolutely, and the whole bit. But now you mention it, that would be a good way to get. <laughs> but 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 on the other hand, if you're not into a Viking yeah. funeral, maybe you would want. Uh, you know, uh, I've told my kids, okay, uh, yes, cremation, but no, you just put me in that little hat box that I've got there that I got from the Sally Ann, and you dump me over the side of the boat, uh, take the ferry ho- back yeah, home, yeah. and throw me over the side of the boat, yeah. weigh it down with a piece of of, uh, <laughs> of old country roses. Bone would it China. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. You wait it down with a piece yeah. of old country roses. Yeah. It'll it'll dissipate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make sure you empty it out of the plastic bag first. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, but uh, uh, you know, everybody has their own way of wanting to to go out. But it yeah. can be quite funny, actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I know that when my uh, when my late husband passed. Mm. He was such a notorious tightwad about what he would spend money on for himself. Mm-hmm. And we were walking around thinking, well, we've got to get an urn. We've got to get an urn, you know, for to inter his ashes. So we, we, went, we were wandering around the Salvation Army, and I found an old cookie jar. And I said, you know, this is perfect. It cost 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> He'd think that was about right. <laughs> And and I said, make sure you seal the lid with yeah, duct yeah. tape yeah. because he sealed everything with duct yeah. tape. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Best form of security, after all. <laughs> and and uh, so when he was, you know, yeah. my my uh, my son uh, was responsible for taking him down and having him uh, interred with his parents, and uh, and we thought that was very fitting. Yeah. So you can make it, you know, as it doesn't have to be according to the traditional ways. You can make it fit you. Yes. Um, but there are lots of things that, uh, you know, lo- lots of resources out there online. And again, it doesn't have to be a sad time, mm-hmm. really, you know. It, it, can be, uh, it, it can be a very enjoyable thing. And uh, to, to get your sort of, get your final act mm-hmm. together, as yeah. it were. Yeah. And uh, I know that there's... Um, uh, there are films out there. There are resources out there uh, that will help you walk through the the procedure mm-hmm. uh, in whatever state. Whether you're uh, looking at at medically assistance mm-hmm. in dying, mm-hmm. if you're looking at um, basically just dropping off the twig one day when mm-hmm. you're not looking, uh, whatever. There's yeah. lots so of you resources. Just, sort of say, just just take that first step of exploring the resources and figuring out what works for you what works for you in terms of setting those plans is that take the yeah. first step yeah. and 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 even if the first step is just going through that box of photos mm-hmm. or just looking around at all your stuff and thinking now who the heck is going to want this yeah. because i mean some of some of what you've got is yes it's valuable to you but not necessarily to anybody else yeah. And uh, and so be, uh, you have to be realistic too. And a lot of people don't want to do that either, and yeah. realize that they're surrounded by a bunch of junk. Yeah. But it's true. When you think of the people that you know, do you think most people have spoken about these types of things with their nearest and dearest family? Nope. Why not? Uh, once again, it's it's an emotional thing. Yeah. Um, and family, um, you know, the they don't want to think about. No. Uh, the, yeah. the, that loss. Yeah. I mean, my my oldest son has still not come to terms with the with his father passing, mm-hmm. uh, or or his uncle, mm-hmm. 
and that was three and two and three years ago. And I know my husband never came to terms with his parents passing. And every, every year, you know, the, the, they both passed away in the same month, but within two years of each other. And every year, the month of May rolled around, and he'd say, oh, it's a difficult month for me, you know. I'm thinking, well, it was 20 years ago, Bill. Get over it, you know. <laughs> uh, but then I was a lot more pragmatic about about it when my parents went. My dad had Alzheimer's, and that was a, they call it the long goodbye, and it really was, right? And uh, and so when he went, it wasn't a sadness. Mm-hmm. And and we had eight years to prepare. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has eight years to prepare. And uh, when my mom went, well, once again, uh, you know, we had four months to prepare because she she uh, was in hospital for the final four months of her life. And my sister never did get get that that feeling of, of being ready for closure. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, that was uh, that was my life, yeah. and welcome to it. <laughs> I really could have listened to Heather talk about ageing for a long time. She spoke with such grace and good humour on the topic. But we had to wrap up, so I finally asked her what items she would like to place in the treasure trove of ageing. I would like to recommend a, uh, a podcast, uh, not a podcast, but a uh, video called Living with Dying. It was produced by the Sunshine Coast Hospice Society. Uh, if you are looking for a link for it, you can find it on the Coast Seniors Newsletter uh, Facebook page and uh, or on the uh, Sunshine Coast Hospice website. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a really a beautiful, beautiful film by Velcro Ripper, mm-hmm. among others. And uh, so... I can't recommend that too highly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is a book that I would like to recommend. Mm-hmm. It is not necessarily specific to aging, mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, to living well, and that's called When the Body Says No. Mm-hmm. It's by Dr. G- Gabor Mate. Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, he mm-hmm. is... Uh, uh, I've been a fan of his mm. back since back when he was uh, a student at UBC okay. and writing a humor column for the UBC. Uh, but that particular book is uh, a really yeah. interesting book about how the mind controls how well you are yeah. uh, and how how easy it is to slide into illness yeah. and dis-ease yeah. um, through, well, basically when the body yeah, says yeah. no yeah. just says i'm sorry you've been pushing too hard for too long yeah. and uh, it's uh, it's filled with lots of uh, good anecdotes of uh, and re- real real life experience yeah. and so on yeah, yeah. and uh, and if you have a chance to ever go and hear dr mm-hmm. mate for yeah. any of the listeners out yeah, there yeah, yeah. please do yeah. because he's he's fabulous yeah. he really is yeah. My main takeaway from my chat with Heather is that it's a good idea to have an exit strategy from life because, as Heather said, no one's going to get out of this alive. And there's no particular right time to start developing this strategy because we never know when the exit will be. Developing an exit strategy essentially means getting your ducks in a row, to use another expression, sorting out and simplifying your affairs so that it's straightforward for someone to take your plan and enact it the way you want rather than things being left to guesswork. 
And an exit strategy is about going through your stuff and making difficult decisions over whether to keep or get rid of things. Those decisions are only going to get harder to make as time passes, so why not start sooner rather than later? Some might regard developing an exit strategy as drawing the curtains on your life and view it as a morbid or depressing thing to do. But I think it can be viewed as a freeing thing to do, taking care of business and freeing up your mind to concentrate on what is important in the here and now. Maybe it's similar feeling to cleaning up a cluttered area in your house and the liberating and satisfying feeling you get when you stand back and look at what you just did, just on a larger and more profound scale. So I think, as with many things, how you view making an exit strategy is a matter of perspective, and you can determine what perspective you take. Take that first step, start small so you don't get overwhelmed, and see where that takes you. That's it for the first episode of Don't Ever Get Old. Please do contact me if you have any comments about anything discussed in the first episode. You can email me on tom at livingbydesign.ca or message me through Living By Design on Facebook and Instagram. This is the part where I thank people who help produce the podcast, but I didn't have any, and that's why this episode sounded a little rustic. That will improve as we go along. I do want to send a big shout out to Murdoch Media for providing advice to this point, and many thanks to Butter Creative for being the guiding light. Please subscribe to Don't Ever Get Old wherever you get your podcasts. And until April's episode, thanks for listening and bye for now.